You are tuned into the Dr. Tina Show with Dr. Tina Moore. For more, visit drtina.com. On this episode of the Dr. Tina Show, I'm going solo and I'm going to be sharing with you my best ideas on how to heal yourself up quickly after an injury. While these tenants that I'm going to share hold true for any kind of healing, even if it's chronic, an acute injury is a whole different ballgame than a chronic injury. And I want to make sure that I share with you what I'm doing along the way. I have recently hurt my Achilles. And if you know, that's the big tendon that goes down the back of your heel. Um, It's a pretty gnarly injury to get for anybody, especially someone who enjoys being active because, well, you can't really walk. And when I originally heard it, I thought nothing of it. I was doing sprints. I was doing sprint intervals. I was doing them barefoot and I did not have my treadmill set to a high enough incline. It was my own fault. I totally own it. I didn't warm up. It was morning time. I'm almost 49 years old. I got to spend a little more time getting myself moving in the morning before I take off in a sprint. And so uh, the injury was so severe that I was unable to really image it under my ultrasound. I have an uh, ultrasound at home. I My background is that I'm a naturopathic physician and a chiropractor, and I specialized in regenerative injections for well over a decade in clinical practice. Um, that is my, that's what I know. I know, I mean, I know a lot of things, but I really know musculoskeletal medicine well. And I know about regeneration and I know how to get things to heal. And I'll tell you this as an aside, one of the main questions I asked all new patients was, how's your ability to heal? Do you heal quickly? And if the answer is no, you don't heal quickly, that's a big red flag that you're malnourished and you're not in healing mode. And that tells you everything you need to know about your immune system. So as we go into the fall, I you know consider that. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but your ability to heal up from a cut or an abrasion pretty much tells you anything or everything you need to know about your overall health and, and nutritional status. Um, Okay, so anyway, the Achilles was pretty bad. It was pretty swollen. It was kind of a hot mess. I couldn't really look at it for a while because it just looked like a ton of swelling. And finally, as things started to calm down, I was able to visualize it better under my ultrasound machine and it looks pretty freaking bad. I think it was almost a full thickness tear. not just laterally, I mean the depth, like it almost split. (laughs) And I don't laugh. I laugh because it makes me anxious to even think about what could have happened. That would have been terrible. That would have been surgery. Um, And then the other day I was, again, I totally own this. I was trying to close a, a window in the kitchen and I had to lean across the sink and lean across the windowsill, which was quite quite deep. And I had my arm internally rotated and I was pushing, I was overstretching, which I think is a huge, huge, um, you know, foobar when you're getting older. Well, at any time actually, but as you're getting older, if you're not super strong, overstretching and then trying to apply pressure is a great way to injure yourself. And predominantly you'll injure your biceps tendon and that tendon goes into the joint and attaches to the labrum. So not an injury you want. And I was internally rotated and overstretching and trying to close the window. I knew when I was doing it that it was a really bad biomechanics. I knew it. And I paused and I thought, no, I'm going to go get the stool. So I got the step stool and I got behind my leverage and I pushed it closed. Um, But of course I woke up the next day with my shoulder in a world of hurt and 
it was really, 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 really swollen. The tendon was, I, of course, I looked at it under ultrasound. It was so painful. I couldn't even think straight. Like I didn't know what to do. I, I was in so much pain that my brain was gone and I was unable to even treat myself. I woke up at about four, I don't know, four in the morning. I woke up all night long, but I woke up at four in the morning in almost tears. And I don't cry, you guys. I'm pretty tough. And I was, man, I was in a world of hurt. And I almost woke my husband up to ask him what to do. <laughs> I just like, didn't know what to do. So anyway, a few hours later, I came to my senses and I figured it out. But here's what I do. I have a few tenants when it comes to healing, all right? And my first agenda is to heal, which means I need to ingest the building blocks of healing. The second thing I'm trying to do is regenerate the tissues. And so I want to get as much blood flow coming in and as much of the chemical milieu that is being produced by the inflammatory cascade out. So we want inflammation because inflammation is how we heal. We don't want to nip it in the bud, but we want to move it, right? So I want things moving in. I want goo moving out. And I want to keep the actual region moving beyond just the nutrient exchange that I mentioned but because and the waste exchange but because I don't want it to get sticky the second things the second you sit around too long things start to get sticky the fascial layers become adhesed it's all a big mess and so I don't want to lose any range of motion so that's really it we want to heal we want to regenerate and and have good nutrient and waste exchange and we want to keep it moving or mobile. We want mobility. A lot of people lose mobility, especially in the shoulder. The second I woke up in the middle of the night with that shoulder pain, my first thought was fear because I am right at the age where frozen shoulder happens. Frozen shoulder is like a middle-aged woman's nightmare. And it always happens from some dumb little overreaching thing like, oh, I was overreaching for my suitcase in the overhead or, oh, I was overreaching for a basket, a laundry basket in the laundry room that was up on a shelf. It's always some dumb little thing. And the next thing they know, their shoulder's completely frozen. So I'll tell you what I did. Um, and I this is the same protocol really for my Achilles as well. I keep it moving. I keep mobility going no matter how much it hurts. With the shoulder, I have a couple of exercises I do that keep it mobile. If I have to have assistance, I do, meaning I take my good hand and I grab my injured hand or injured shoulder arm and I move it around. I might use a broom handle to move it around. I might walk my fingers up and down a wall, but I keep it moving. Um, same thing with my Achilles. I I'm wiggling my foot and ankle around all day long. I'm weight bearing. I'm standing, sitting, standing, sitting. I have a desk that goes up and down. I am taking walks at two tolerance. I'll tell you the real bummers. If you guys know me, you know, I love my daily walks and I couldn't walk the first several weeks and it was making me just about insane. <laughs> so when I hurt my upper extremity the other day, I just... That's why I kind of fell apart the other night because I was having a little existential crisis because I can't have both my upper and my lower body out of commission or I will lose my mind. So I had to calm myself down and realize, Tina, you got this. This is what you do for a living. This is what I did for a living for a long, long time. Okay, so mobility, like do not stop moving. If you hurt your back, the best thing you can do is do you know, a hip hinge where you bump the wall, butt bumps, I call them. 
the next best thing you can do is air squats. I mean, just absolutely do not stop moving the joint. Now you wanna move to tolerance. You don't want sharp pain, but you wanna move through the ache because that's the goo. We're trying to get the goo out. And the only way that joints and ligaments and tendons could heal is if they have mobility. Um, that is how you get a nutrient exchange in inside, inside the in and out of the uh, joint capsule. And then when it comes to ligaments and tendons, they have a super poor blood supply. So they don't have good vascularity, so they don't heal well. That's why when you sprain an ankle, it's kind of like a lifelong issue. Even if it doesn't bother you, you're always aware of like, oh, that was the ankle I sprained. Um, Because ligaments and tendons don't have a good blood supply. I will as soon as possible at about the four week mark, sooner if the inflammation cooperates, I will start injecting these structures with a variety of things. I'm not going to go into that here. That's called prolotherapy. I'm going to inject the crap out of my joints. Um, I have already been sticking acupuncture needles in them. So I'm sure this is not stuff you have lying around your home unless you're an acupuncturist, but I would highly encourage after an acute injury, I would highly, highly encourage you go get acupuncture to tolerance because sticking needles in things brings a lot of benefit. It is miraculous for moving fluid out. I can't even tell you the amount of swelling I've seen go down just from sticking one or two acupuncture needles in just barely into the skin. And my Achilles is so tender. It's so painful. Um, So even getting a needle anywhere near it has proven to be very challenging, but I, every single day I stick at least one needle in there (laughs) and it may just be hanging on for dear life in the skin because I can't insert it any further because it's so painful, but I do it and man, it feels better. So I would highly encourage you to seek out some acupuncture. Sticking needles in things is miraculous. And that is a whole other podcast episode for another day, maybe. Um, Kinesio tape. You guys can buy kinesio tape or performance tape anywhere. There are varieties of them out there, even in the drugstore now. I just saw some in Rite Aid and Walgreens the other day. They may suck in comparison to what you're going to get, but I'm telling you, mark my words, you could wrap yourself up like a mummy in that stuff and it would still be more beneficial than not. My mom is so funny. She doesn't have any, you know, official kinesio taping training, uh, just me. I, I've had some and I've helped her with some techniques, but truly just seriously slapping that shit on is the key. Uh, when you get kinesio tape on there, you are increasing surface area of the skin and it really does some miraculous things for healing and also for fluid exchange. And a lot of this comes down to a concept called Hilton's Law. Hilton's Law states that when you affect the skin, you're affecting the structures deep to the skin as well, all the way down to the joint because there's a similar or if not an entirely same innervation pattern. So doing messing with the skin can have a lot of benefit. That said, the next thing I do is I kind of mess with it all day. I F with it all day, meaning I am in there with my fingers poking and prodding and messing with it. I am, I am rubbing it to tolerance. I'm pushing on it. I'm squeezing it. I am kind of thumbing it, strumming it, I should say. my Especially my Achilles, I'm strumming it like a guitar string to tolerance very gently, of course, um, right now, because it's still pretty tender. I'm messing with my shoulder. I'm touching it, squeezing it, um, working the tissues. I am not going to let this thing adhese. And also just messing with the skin, rolling the skin, if you can, pinching it. All of that is actually going to not only have a pain reduction level, but it's also going to help heal you faster and help with all of those things I mentioned earlier, regeneration, nutrient exchange, waste exchange, mobility, et cetera. The next thing I would do, and you're going to laugh at me, but mechanoreceptors override pain receptors in the spinal cord. So the tracts that carry pain and temp are overridden by 
mechanics and by pressure. So that's why pressure feels so good when things hurt. So that's why wrapping things with an ACE bandage feels good. That inhibits mobility. I actually am super against bracing, super against it. A lot of doctors are into it. A lot of regenerative doctors are into it. I am super against it unless it's like absolutely necessary. And as severed as my Achilles was, I considered very highly putting a boot on and bracing it, but I have decided against it. Um, I looked at that Achilles under ultrasound. I'm looking at it every few days and that divot is healing and beautifully, which means my collagen's regenerating like a champ and I am doing a good job. But if you are having to be braced, of course, I am not your doctor and I don't know what your problem is. So definitely listen to your doctors, but I'm telling you as soon as you can get mobile, get mobile. I am not a fan of bracing. I'm a fan of healing. Collagen lays down, when it lays down, it lays down in a big old mishmash pattern. It's like a big cross hatching. And the only way that it lines up against tensile forces is to be put through functional range of motion. So you have to actually stress it in the you know, to in the angles that it is laying, that it needs to be going, not the angles that it's laying down and it will orient itself into these long columns. And so you'll get healthy tissue lay down and healthy tensile strength. And so you got to move it for lots of reasons. You got to move it. Um, when you can't move it, but it's got to do something, you got to do something to it instead of letting it sit there and swell and be horrible. This is where I love TENS units, TENS, T-E-N-S. TENS units are awesome. You can pick one up for super cheap on Amazon. I will link my favorite one in the show notes for you, but I absolutely love TENS units. TENS units, just the kindergarten version, you have in your spinal cord. So when pain is registered, say you touch a hot thing, like you touch the fire and your finger registers hot pain. Uh, That signal has to go up into your spinal cord very quickly through your nervous system. It has to register in your brain and then it has to come back down and you react by pulling away. That's all happens in like, you know, a blink of an eye, especially if you're healthy and your nervous system's healthy. It'll react more quickly. Well, there's a gate in there, if you will. I call it the pain gate. There's a gate in your spinal column where that pain won't register and you can shut the gate if you will. And this this is just how I describe it to patients. This isn't, for those of you who are neurophysiologists, don't come at me because I know the neurophysiology of this. I'm just trying to explain this in a way that normal people can understand. It closes the pain gate. And so the pain signal can't register. When you have just hurt a joint and that pain signal is registering, what happens, again, kindergarten version, but what happens is as that pain receptor is firing off, these nociceptors are firing, firing, firing. They secrete something called substance P and the whole area gets super pissed off. And that angry milieu, if you will, is problematic because it potentiates more of a cytokine storm. It potentiates more of an inflammatory response. So it's like inflammation begets more inflammation, begets more inflammation. Pain begets inflammation, if you will. And this is not a direct, in every case, correlation, but that's essentially what's happening is you've got a nervous system that's firing pain, and then you've actually got a chemical reaction happening that's also causing more pain receptors to fire. And so it turns into a big mess. And this is where I think every home should have a TENS unit at home ready to use. You should know how to use it. Slap that baby on and do it to tolerance. What I do is I take it up to about 80% of tolerance, and that's going to be different for everyone. And that might be pain. Right now, my pain is pretty low because I've been TENS uniting the crud out of my shoulder, but Um, 
it does cause some muscular contractions if you go too high. And so you don't necessarily want to be setting off a ton of muscle contractions because that can also be painful. So you just want to set it where you're getting a little bit of activity and some you're feeling the buzz because your nervous system will numb out in about a second. And so you want to take it just beyond where you think it's comfortable and it will chill out in a second. And if it doesn't, turn it down. We're not going for any saviorism medicine here. We're just trying to cut the pain. I leave those pads on all day and I keep that TENS unit. I have a little tiny one. I keep it tucked in my pocket somewhere and I turn that baby on several times a day. And I've done this for years with the same unit. Um, I travel with it. I don't go anywhere without it. It's I can't tell you how many times it saved me. I've had serious back injuries, deadlifting and slap that thing on and I, and I would have normally been crippled and I was able to walk around and treat patients all day and adjust them. So like, I'm telling you, the TENS unit is the thing. It's not so great for chronic pain, I found. People who, it will help to some degree, but it, it's not as miraculous as an acute injury. I have never seen anything so great. And you also can buy one at the drugstore, the grocery store. Icy Hot makes a pad. They make a couple different pads, I think. And those are TENS units. And so you can buy one for like $30, but you can buy a TENS unit that you can reuse and dial up or down. That's way cooler for $30 on Amazon. So anyway, whatever you decide to do, TENS unit for pain. Again, I'm not your doctor. I You don't want to burn yourself with these pads. You don't want to overdo it. You don't want to injure yourself worse. I Full disclaimer, I'm I'm just telling you how I do things and how I would counsel my patients to do things, but I would actually show them how to use the TENS unit. So don't go messing yourself up and coming back at me. I also think through the process of cutting the pain, you're mitigating that inflammatory cascade, which we want an inflammatory cascade. Without the beginning stages of an inflammatory cascade, the next 300 days of collagen synthesis and laydown cannot go to fruition. So we don't want to cut that off. We want to have it going, but we don't want this chemical nightmare to happen, right? We just want some of it in there and enough to do the job, but we we don't want it so bad that we're... Because when you get enough inflammatory chemicals in the area, you actually get tissue destruction, right? We don't want so much of that. We want this modulated. Another great thing to do, and you're going to laugh at me, but take a vibrator. Ladies, I know you've got one. Take a vibrator and use it. Clean it off, of course, and use it around the region. You don't have to go directly over the spot that hurts, but I'm telling you, use the vibrator on your entire region that hurts. That vibration actually numbs out the pain receptors as well. Again, it's the same concept. We're just playing with the nervous system and the spinal cord tracks. That's it. So um, there's actually a little doodad I have that's a little, looks like a honeybee. It's a little buzzy bee. And if you put it on a kid's arm before you give them a shot, it was made to give kids vaccinations. You put it on before you give it a shot, the vibration and the buzzing actually numbs the area and they don't feel the needle go in. And so I have used this with blood draws with people who are really anxious and nervous. As long as it's buzzing between where the nervous system is in the spinal cord and the where the needle's going in, they don't feel the needle. It's wild. Um... Speaking of the spinal cord, huge fan. I'm a chiropractor, huge fan of adjustments. Truly, if you have an issue in your extremities, chiropractic law basically says go back to the spine and get that nervous system humming. So an adjustment is always in fashion, in my opinion. If you are established with a chiropractor, then go see them. They'll know what to do. And if you're not, then maybe consider going to see a chiropractor. Okay. So we've got the movement down. I've told you how to mitigate the pain with the TENS unit and with vibration. Um, 
I told you about how we want to keep it mobile, right? We want to really keep things from getting stuck and glued together. And we want to make sure that we're keeping some integrity, but not too much. So if you need to boot it or wrap it or whatever, fine. But I am not a fan. I, I've treated a lot of patients, you guys, and I've had a lot of injuries and... Um, I have never, ever, ever, ever immobilized a patient ever. And no one's had any significant outcomes that were poor. In fact, everybody healed really fast. So there you go for what it's worth. Check with your doctor, of course, follow your doctor's directions. I'm not your doctor. Okay, now we're gonna talk about putting stuff in your mouth to help and what not to put in your mouth. Do not go for the NSAIDs. I know you all wanna take ibuprofen right away. and. I will admit I took a little ibuprofen for the shoulder because it was so painful and I couldn't sleep and I needed to sleep because I was going out of my mind with pain. It was like a toothache in my shoulder and it was going up my jaw and into my neck and you know up into my jaw and my face and I was just at my wits end. So I took as low of a dose as possible and then I added in a product that I have called Hurtless. Um, it's, you can find it in my store, Hurt Less. And I added in a whole slew of supplements, which I'm not going to totally get into too far. You can look, I've got some bundles inside my store that address some of these needs, like fish oils in there, of course, for the anti-inflammatory mechanism. Um, I really love white willow bark. I love, there's all kinds of uh, CBD. I've got some great CBD products in my CBD store. I, I will admit I've been slamming CBD like it was going out of fashion. High dose. I've got an oil in there um, called Relief and I use that oil at a high, high dose. I also have a product called Relief that's topical. That is the bomb. And you guys are not buying it fast enough because I'm not talking about it. It is so, so good. In fact, I, I've, I've never had somebody use it and not come back raving about it. So at least pick up a small bottle and have it on hand and pick up a bottle of the oil or the soft gels and have those on hand. And I'll make sure that there's a discount code in the show notes for you guys and a link to the CBD store. And then check out my pain bundle inside um, my regular store and see what's in there that you may not have in your medicine cabinet. Um, NSAIDs though, if you can avoid them do because they inhibit, they shut down that healing cascade that I remember I said the first 14 days of healing is so critical. And if you shut down that cascade too hard or too often, the collagen synthesis takes about 300 days and that will not go to fruition correctly because each portion of the inflammatory and healing cascade is contingent on the one before it going to fruition. So it's like a you know, think of it as an enzymatic reaction or dominoes, they have to fall down in order. So we need to have that inflammatory cascade. If you need to use a little ibuprofen, I get it, but really try to, I try to hop up on all the other stuff and then use as little ibuprofen as necessary because Lord, it is a godsend. I, I praise ibuprofen. <laughs> it, it really saved my life and it allowed me to sleep yesterday, but... I'm not using it anymore and I don't need it. Additionally, if you are given opioids, I will tell you opioids actually rev up the, um, they rev up the microglial cells in your brain, which ultimately revs up your pain. So if you are a longtime opioid user, I, I can't imagine anyone on the show is, but I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I know a lot of great folks who got hooked on opioids. Um, it really messes you up and ultimately it doesn't help with your pain. It might actually potentiate it. So just some food for thought there. All righty, uh, hydrotherapy. This is something that you can do, I think, so, so easy, so beautiful. Three minutes hot, 30 seconds cold. Don't get so hot that you burn yourself and don't get so cold that you 
burn yourself. I'm not a huge fan of ice. Ice is right up there with NSAIDs. It inhibits the inflammatory cascade. Again, it's an emergency use only. So I did put ice on my shoulder the morning I woke up at 4 a.m. I the yesterday morning I put um I put it on there for about 20 minutes and then I was like, all right, I gotta take this off because I don't want to inhibit the inflammatory cascade. I just had to get out of the I was in like hell. I was in a 10 out of 10 pain thing. Well, maybe not. I've that would be childbirth. I've been there too. <laughs> but it was pretty bad. So ice just very intermittently and sparingly. I know this is the opposite of what you've heard before, but hot heat, heat is so good. So I have actually been going around the TENS unit and the heating pad when I finally got those two things on board, when my husband was awake and I could go into the bedroom and dig everything out without you know waking him up. He wouldn't get upset. He's a sweetheart. But um, once I got the TENS unit on and I got heat on it, man, was that a game changer. So I, I was under heat with the TENS unit on multiple times yesterday. And I was, by the end of the day, I was significantly better. I had almost full range of motion with my arm and I was able to sleep and it was amazing. So I'm telling you, heat more than ice. I know you all want to go to ice and NSAIDs, but I'm telling you, the money is in the heat and the movement. So heat traditional hydrotherapy, three minutes hot, 30 seconds cold, three minutes hot, 30 seconds cold, three minutes hot, 30 seconds cold. That's three rounds, right? And you always end with cold. And what that does is it pumps the edema out. You can do that in the shower. You can do that with washcloths or hand towels. You can do whatever you want. Um, or, you know, I was in so much pain yesterday. I just did a hot pack and then I threw the ice on for a second to kind of vasoconstrict and pump out some of the the mess. And then I would repeat. So... Or if you're in terrible, terrible pain, just lay there with a heating pad on it because you know what? You're bringing blood in and blood is always good. That my mentor taught me that blood is always good. That's one of the reasons I inject the crap out of everything that's injured. Um, even just sticking a needle in it. Now don't do this at home, but this is what I do. I, I stick needles in just about anything that is stagnant <laughs> to get it to move. So the blood flow is always, 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 always helpful. And the better quality your blood, the better you're going to heal. And that brings me to nutrition. So chugging bone broth, that's something we can all do. Put some salt in it. I love Redmond's Real Salts. You use, use the code Dr. Tina with that and you'll get a little discount. Um, but man, the bone broth is the money. That's got all the healing nutrients that we need and the collagen. There's not a lot of good studies on healing collagen up that shows real efficacy either way. But I'll tell you, Collagen is made up of vitamin C and zinc. So you need to be taking vitamin C and zinc. How much? I can't tell you. You can't OD on vitamin C. You cannot. But on zinc, you can take too much. So um, I have zinc in my store. I believe they're 20 milligram capsules. 40 to 60 milligrams of zinc when you're in acute phase is fine. You don't want to stay on that forever uh, because that might be too much zinc for you. And too much zinc can actually inhibit your immune system. So I don't want you going into cold and flu season with an inhibited immune system. But that dose for several weeks isn't going to hurt anybody. Vitamin C, you can take to, to tolerance really um, until you start getting loose stools. But zinc and vitamin C are the building blocks to collagen synthesis. The sun is always going to help you. And if not, vitamin D can be helpful. But man, going out in the sun and getting sun on that region is going to be helpful. And then lots of bone broth so you get that collagen. I have an excellent collagen product called Daily Collagen. It has some phenomenal um, ingredients in there and I love it. It's the one thing my husband takes every day and says he really notices his knee pain if he doesn't take it. So love, love, love a good collagen. But if you want to make it at home with bone broth or you want to buy some bone broth, you can do that both. You can do both. I'm doing all of the above. And I'm doing everything I can to stimulate collagen synthesis. 
And going back to the needle, you guys know about microneedling, right? Like you've heard about people who use those rollers or do different microneedling devices. Needling induces collagen. So that's why I'm sticking needles in this stuff. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so yeah, collagen peptides, whatever you have lying around the house, who cares? But if you don't have one, check out my store. It's called Daily Collagen. Definitely the vitamin C and zinc. Adequate protein is important. I do have a protein powder, but of course, eating your protein's preferential. So eating your beef, think of, again, protein is a building blocks. We need building blocks in there. And we need the building blocks to collagen, so we have to eat collagen. So if you don't want to suck the cartilage off of a bone, which I don't like doing, I take a collagen supplement like the one I carry in my store. And then some some systemic contributions to pain. So I'm like, why did I hurt my heel and my shoulder? Clearly something's up. Well, lo and behold, I looked in the mirror and I was, I'm a little bit hypothyroid right now. And hypothyroidism classically will cause your tendons and ligaments to tear, especially as you get older. So hypothyroidism is a huge systemic contribution that is often overlooked or completely irregarded. And then you've got low estrogen, which I am looking at, I'm sure. I need to run a Dutch test soon and have it reviewed, but I'm sure my estrogens, my estrogen's always been low, but as you become less estrogeny as we age, you will become less um, juicy and flexible. So I think I think of estrogen as making you more like a Band-Aid that actually, or Band-Aid, a rubber band that wants to stretch and it becomes a more brittle rubber band when that estrogen's low. And then an old adage that I learned from my mentor is B12 for tendonitis. So if you've got an acute tendonitis, B12 can be really, really helpful. And when you cannot move, which I can't do, I mean, I can move. I'm wiggling all over as I'm recording this because I'm a kind of a wiggly person, but I can't go out and do the kind of workouts I want to do right now. So this is where I supplement sauna. You guys have heard me talk about sauna. I did a whole episode on it. I'll link it in the show notes. But sauna, I think of sauna is movement for when you cannot move. And that might be when you're sick, that I love sauna anytime, but particularly when you cannot move. So if you're sick, if you've got COVID or some kind of other influenza, something has like got you down, uh, getting that blood flow is so important. And so sauna can do that for you without you actually having to move. And so I love, love, love sauna for that reason. Go back and listen to that episode and you can hear all about it. I will put my links for my favorite saunas in the show notes for you. I absolutely adore my sauna. It is kind of my saving grace. And then I have a blanket sauna by a different company called Higher Dose. And that's not, so I have a walk-in sauna by Sunlighten and then I have a blanket sauna. And that blanket sauna can be really, really nice for injuries like this because it's like walking into a giant hot heating pad. So that's it. That is what I do when I'm injured. And it works every single time. I have helped so many people who've been severe, including animals who've been severely injured. And I mean, like my dog lost her leg. I had a, a family member get in a severe car accident last year. And in every single case, the doctor, after seeing them after a few weeks, is like, oh my gosh, what have you been doing? You healed so fast. And that's testament probably to their overall nutritional status going in. Of course, it's testament to their mindset, which is a huge piece of this. Because, like I said, I had a pity party at four in the morning, but then I got over it. Because you know, screw it, I'm not, I'm not going down. I'm not getting frozen shoulder. Everything's fine. 
I have all the tools I need to deal with this. And getting into action and really taking on your healing as a job, instead of just sitting back and passively hoping that it all goes okay, I vote that you take a very active role in this. Make sure you're taking your nutrients, like I mentioned. Make sure you're getting enough collagen. Make sure you're getting enough protein. Make sure you're moving it. Make sure you're getting sun. Make sure you're getting sleep. Sleep is so critical. If your pain is interfering with your sleep, I'll leave you with this pearl. If you must take the ibuprofen or if you must take the muscle relaxant or the um, opioid, if you can, save it till bedtime because that's the time when I really want you sleeping. You gotta be sleeping solidly, otherwise you won't regenerate worth a heck. So if I, can, if I have to have the stuff, I, because the pain's so acute, I save it for bedtime if I can. But we don't want you chasing your pain either. So do what you need to do. Of course, always follow your doctor's best instructions and do what they are recommending you to do because I'm not your doctor. I'm just sharing my knowledge here. I hope that was helpful. I would love to hear from you guys. If you have suggestions on podcast episodes you want to hear more about, hit me up at podcast at drtina.com. Be sure to visit the links to my stores and grab all those awesome supplements and use those discount codes there. And uh, make sure, please rate, review, and subscribe. It helps me so much to know how this podcast is going off with people and how it's, you know, how people are responding to it. So please rate, review, and subscribe if you want to leave me a testimonial. That would be so cool. Um, and share it with your friends so we can get the word out because I'm trying to give you guys practical tips on how to survive the zombie apocalypse. And I love hearing from every single one of you and I appreciate all of you. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Tina Show. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Tina, that's D-R-T-Y-N-A and Dr. Tina 2.0, as well as visit my website at drtina.com. This is a Resonant Media production produced by Drake Peterson and mixed by Chris McCone. The theme song is by John the Guilt. As always, you can email the show at podcast at drtina.com. And if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. See you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practices of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. I am a doctor, but I am not your doctor. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content on this podcast is intended not to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice from any medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions.